Hey there, Rachel Stonecipher here. Um, I am the host of Stone Butch Disco, and I would love, if you'll bear with me, to give you a few minutes um, in which I explain some stuff that went down on the Stone Butch Disco Instagram, which we all know Instagram can be eventful. It was this week for us, so I want to go through, um, go through, go over, <laughs> that sounds academic, but I want to talk about what went down and, uh, and why this project exists for everybody it, so that everybody can kind of place us in context, um, including especially, I think, people who don't identify as part of the queer community, but are kind of seeing like concerning things from, from within us. Uh, and so I think we can, we can work on this podcast to kind of fix some of the, you know, internet toxicity that occurs. You can skip it, but if you if you stick around through the first 20 minutes, I think it should be because you really care about helping Stone Butch Disco understand, theorize the way gender is operating these days and the way the conversations are happening about it. Um, I've used the metaphor of the classroom for Stone Butch Disco, and that's not because I like to talk at people. That's because I think we need safe spaces where we all can listen and read and talk about what we've read. And I think the people who have read the things and who are really, really reflecting on the way that conversations are shaped by patriarchal biases have to speak. So I'm only speaking today from that perspective, but I want just as many words, if not way more, back at me at stonebushdisco at gmail.com because um, this is a collaborative collective project. It's more of a seminar and not a lecture. Okay, so this is Stonebush Disco. I'm Rachel Stonecipher. I'm not the only host. Sometimes I have co-hosts and some other folks who come on, but this is a conversational podcast, which means the cadence of our voices might be difficult to listen to, so I'm gonna I'm gonna post some transcripts actually of what we talk about because I love the people we talk to. They are lesbian creators of all stripes. We got writers, we got internet folks, we have people who run beautiful Instagrams. Um, and the guest for this week is Jen Rowry, who goes by Cowboy Jen in most places. Um, she's got an Instagram, a Tumblr, and a TikTok. And it was wonderful talking to her specifically this week because what had happened on the Instagram, I think the shortest way to say what happened is to say that a claim was repeatedly made abusively and loudly, to be frank, that for butch lesbians like those of us who have kind of found each other on Stone Butch Disco to use the term female as part of our political identification as folks who walk through the world and have this feminist project every day of existing as we are and still being female identified and woman identified and male passing. I know you can't tell from my voice, but I definitely pass as a man when people look at me. Um, that whole thing, we can't use the word female for that or in that at all. And it turned on an interpretation of Leslie Feinberg, whose book Stone Butch Blues um, kind of founded the whole idea for the space that Stone Butch Disco is. Feinberg was loudly female, loudly lesbian, used transgender as a political declaration because she was all about fucking with gender from that female body. And it's true. You can't conceptualize her political intervention without the word female for that body that she believed she was disrupting the supposed social destiny of. And yet, the people who showed up on the Instagram said Leslie Feinberg was male. Leslie Feinberg used he, him pronouns. These are things that are false. They are just patently false. And I mean, damn, look how a philosophical project in 2023 that is based very loudly in female-authored philosophy and raising that up as a category has to see itself shit upon in the first instance by people who want to take that philosophical legacy that comes from our female forebears who struggled with how shitty that term is and how ill-defined it is, how we could possibly fix the world underneath that label that so many of us are forced into. Um, and when we take that, we take all that philosophy, we take that history that we're building off of, and we make it male. We make that author male. We make that authorship male. We make that history male. How interesting. But that was... 
kind of the starting point for a knockdown drag out thing that didn't have to happen where actually no one was knocking down or dragging out except the people who want this project to die. Right. But they were saying, how dare you use the word female? The word female is too painful to use. And we're like, it's painful to us too. Um, what else do we call it? And so that's what I'm about to talk about is like that thorny shit that sucks around the word female. But the fact that like what happened on the Instagram was like a crazy to me attempt to silence a whole group of people who are doing exactly the work that Leslie, Leslie Feinberg was doing by painting her work as the work of a male person, which is exactly the opposite of what she was doing. It drives me crazy. And it reminds me of this ridiculous New York Times article that I actually looked into from the 1970s by this dude called Curtis Kate, who basically said that all of Simone de Beauvoir's theory came from her father and her husband, Jean-Paul Sartre. And it's like, um, patriarchy, is that you? Are you the one who is insisting that anything, any philosophy done under the label of female has to come from someone else? Or somewhere else entirely, some amazing place that I wish existed where sex just doesn't matter and it doesn't matter when female people take up a pen. Okay, anyways, back to the story of last week. Good God. Um, some folks just kind of like rode in on, I guess, white horses? For whom? I don't know. I don't know who they thought they were saving, but they, they basically said that this entire project is just like full of ish. And uh, the reason is because this project came out of a set of feelings that I and a lot of diverse people had around being told that we can't possibly own the word female, reclaim the word female, even though that's how we have grown up being treated by the world, that we as butch lesbians are irresponsible in forwarding the term female as a class condition that folks like us and really anybody who is perceptibly female or who has come up through that experience can use politically to transform gender, that female might actually be useful in, in projects that seek to establish that people born with our body, our similar typologized form of body, can be diverse, can be masculine, can have tons of different lives, right? Not just the lives that the patriarchy seeks for those of us who have been corralled by our bodies into female. But it seemed like the beef was that any analysis taking place under the term female was harmful or intended as harm even to those who don't appreciate using the word female for themselves. Um, and that is so far afield of the analytical purpose of using the term female that I think a lot of the folks who have been on Stone Butch Disco for a while were unsure how to respond because we have never had a project of trying to define or delimit anyone's experiences. We have had a project of trying to analyze our experiences under patriarchy. From our own perspective as butch lesbians who are continually, and I'll, I'll go into this in a moment, but continually kind of framed as unlikely females that people assume we're male or we are thought to not desire association with females. I think that is, those are stacked cards. The cards are stacked against the mere possibility that female-bodied people can have a whole host of diverse feelings about gender and gender presentations, and that all that diversity proves the lie that femaleness slots you for one particular life. So if the space doesn't feel happy, we don't want anybody to feel like they have to hang out in a space that makes them feel unhappy, or especially, you know, to be honest, that they need to sit around and yell at us when it is a space that makes us happy, makes us feel more sane. But we also can't and won't, frankly, be told not to use words that we just don't have better versions of. 
you know, and I think people speaking from what my dad has just recently come to call the queer autocracy, um, and unfortunately that's what it feels like, we're saying, no, 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 the word for this that you mean to use, you idiots, is assigned female at birth, and, and we have many responses to that. Um, that term does not make us feel sane or happy. It does not reflect our experience of what female is, which is that it's not a scientific moment in time that then ends and then you have whatever life you want. Female, for those of us who are using it the way we are as analysis in this space, is an interminable problem that you just get stuck with and it just gets stuck to you. And what we're trying to do is forge some analysis, like try to rescue Feminism's kind of central starting point, which is that there is a class condition, and it is the class condition of being born with the body that everybody thinks is the shitty one, or the one that's meant to be used. And, and that's where we're coming from. And it's an it's a daily life experience. So I'm not going to say that my femaleness, and as a shitty thing that I have to deal with, stopped after I was assigned it. It didn't. And also... If you're telling us that Leslie Feinberg didn't use these words, and that's why we should stop using them, then don't lie. You're telling lies. And ultimately what you're saying is that your feelings about a word take priority over our feelings about a word, and that's with regard to a space that you are free to step in and out of as you wish to or do not wish to engage with it. It's almost like we shouldn't be talking about who we are specifically under the patriarchy, because it's exclusionary. When I can tell you with 100% certainty, and I can't be afraid to say this anymore, that what's actually happening is that anybody within or peripheral to, or usually forced into the periphery of, the queer community who's trying to say something about the terms female or male being these things that we're stuck with, that like have some kind of material correlation to the way our bodies are treated and the way our lives go, we're being like exiled from the conversation. And I mean, you can see it even in the fact that like folks who landed late at those comment threads were like, why are you saying you're being silenced? And we were like, well, read the comments above your comment. Um, it's like ostensibly in the queer community, nominally, everybody's supposed to be able to live the life they want and be free as long as it's like this pluralistic thing where nobody's actually trying to analyze society. Because the second you try to analyze society and you use a word I don't like, suddenly you're a huge fucking asshole. Like, we all have different opinions about words. And whereas Stonebush Disco is in all those moments being like, hey, whatever you think about this word, tell us what you think about this word. The other side, frankly, which I don't think even needs to be a damn side, but the people who hate us, who think that we need to stop, are saying, literally cease the words that are coming out of your mouth. So it's happening. Like, that's what's that's what's actually happening. So it's like, who's doing the excluding here right now? So I'm getting myself worked up, but onto the actual work that Leslie Feinberg was doing, which apparently is blowing everybody's fucking minds because they've just been listening to what, to the rumors being told about who Leslie Feinberg was and what she was doing that completely erase her, completely erase her. So Leslie Feinberg did not use he, him pronouns for herself. Um, and what's bizarre is that that was like one of the first things out of the gate that was not only a, a misquote or a misunderstanding, but it was weaponized against Stone Butch Disco, which is, which is something that is built in memory of how Leslie Feinberg identified as female and as a lesbian and as transgender all at once and was doing some really complicated stuff kind of at the boundaries of gender. Then Feinberg had a really specific approach to pronouns that actually kind of positioned them in her thinking outside the central stuff of fucking with gender. They were related, but they weren't like her core concern. One of the things that Leslie Feinberg said about her pronouns is that um, calling her he, him pronouns in like circles of queer people was a respectful thing when it came to respecting her intervention 
as a transgender person. You know, what she did not say is that those pronouns really felt like hers. What she said is that they felt like a gesture of respect for the way that she was doing transgender politics. And crucially, only when they came from friends. And as as somebody mentioned who knew her and knew her friends, um, Feinberg didn't really care so much about pronouns as she did about the interventions she was making on behalf of female bodied diversity. And in Trans Liberation, Beyond Pink or Blue, you'll see her talking about being a masculine female child and growing up under assumptions that she would then take on the gender identity of woman and all of its, according to all of its conventional standards. In no way would Feinberg have disavowed association with others who use the term woman. And I really think it's important to recognize how Leslie Feinberg thought of transgender for for Feinberg, transgender was a political declaration more than it was, much more than it was an inbuilt or inherent trait of individuals. And that matters. You know, what the intervention that her saying she was transgender did was not to say she wasn't female because she was loudly female and actually discusses in Stone Butch Blues and elsewhere how passing as male um, is an erasure of her identity. And so it's it's kind of like... She wanted to say, I can have this body and also do gender fuckery. And to do gender fuckery is to pass as male, but then to insist upon not passing as male. You know, so there's all this stuff happening that is such a celebration of female. And when it comes to the word lesbian, Feinberg used the word lesbian. And her her website, lesliefeinberg.net, is very um, specific about the identities that she bore um, intentionally. And those identities on her website were the she, her, and see here pronouns. So while for many of us, it can feel good in like a camp way or in a political way in different circumstances to use other pronouns like he, him, that's that was not Feinberg's identity by any means. And to insist that her identity was male, as so many people spoke to me on the Instagram after, and they were like, holy crap, I had no idea that Feinberg didn't transition. Um, I thought Feinberg completed a process of sex transition to male. And that's very strange that a queer community that seems rather intent these days on, on, you know, correcting the word female has spread that rumor. And it is a rumor. It's a rumor and it's not true. There is no way in which Feinberg would have pushed the term woman away from her. Her website does not say she identified as a woman. And I think that's probably because she knew that she wasn't, that what she was doing was using the word transgender as a transgression of all of those gender labels. So she wasn't going to use woman or man because those seemed like total cultural constructions, right? But the word lesbian implies that Feinberg would not have disavowed association with womanhood. That was not at all what she was doing. It was more like, here's my female politics of fucking with gender. And so for a bunch of people to just like say that she's a dude, it just feels like the patriarchy stomping all over female diversity again. A lot of folks on our Instagram got told that we have privilege, that we walk around and, and we have a privilege that's called cis privilege, um, that we that have spent a lot of words <laughs> in our Stonebush Disco stuff saying we, we don't have because the whole world, queer and straight, include or expect us um, to be trans. They, they include us in essentially the assumptions around who we are that are made because we have short hair, because we pass as men, like all that stuff. And so what was incredible was that as we tried to say, actually, we're really talking about a specific experience and we welcome and want anybody who identifies even like remotely or has identified or will in the future identify with the term butch lesbian. We want 
everyone here to talk about what it means, but we are only like six people who kind of helped get this off the ground. And we are all of us people who operationalize the term female in our politics. And, and what's bizarre is, you know, as we say in the South, shit rolls downhill. And I think we can safely say that what's at the bottom of that shit hill is the word female and the terrifying word feminine that you would hate to even touch or associate with. And it's like every Bush that I've ever talked to about this, who is a Bush in my community, right? People who are upset about the same things, who have similar feelings, like people who have found each other because we needed to talk about it. Um, we have said we to a one that we're, we've all been afraid to talk about what it means to be loudly female and be a butch lesbian. And that's that was totally reflected in the deeply unsettling, deeply off base attacks on the project this week. And Cowboy Jen's been around on the internet for way longer than we have. And so I loved talking to Jen about this stuff. When, when we're discussing what everybody was watching, that's what we're referring to. We're referring to some comments that, that said exactly, like this was the whole point, that our use of the term female was ethically, morally, politically problematic, and that we clearly did not understand what sex actually is and what gender actually is. And that's that form of silencing is what has made me feel like there's something wrong with me in my life. It's what made two students walk up to me and ask if they could still be women because they felt more masculine than other girls. It's why we started this podcast, because we feel femaleness within the realm of womanhood shrinking, shrinking, shrinking down to where it, it can only fit through like the eye of a needle. And I don't want any of my students to feel like there's something wrong with them for being like me. Um, I want butch lesbians to be on TV and be sexy and not be sad figures and have the sex that we actually have on television without, as Feel Good did on Netflix, it being pathologized. I just want us to be able to be. I want womanhood to contain multitudes and I want female to contain multitudes. And I want people who own both of those to be in the center instead of the periphery of these conversations. And let's end, let's end the queer communities like deep, deep, deep seated misogyny and sexism. The coming out of the gate with the insistence falsely <laughs> that Leslie Feinberg is, was a man. Um, no. And, and what's interesting is if you're admitting some complexity in Feinberg's identity or any of these people, right? then why are you only referring to her with he, him pronouns? Why? Why, why, why? Just question that. Just ask yourself, why do you hate the word female so much that you don't want to touch it with the 10-foot pole? There was somebody who just was like treating the word female as almost something disgusting, something you don't want anything to do with if you're a butch. And, and then at the same time telling us that our kind of reclamation of that was transphobic, was the accusation, which is, which as many of our trans and non-binary followers know is not the case, but I mean, the dog pile was nuts. So... We are in a world where all of this is affecting the mental health of anybody who wears female masculinity. And by that, I mean anybody who is read in the world by themselves, by others, as masculine and as female. Um, anybody who wants to own that and fucking rock it. None of us have been immune to the mental health issues that, that have come with that, that have come with the queer community continually referring to us with they them pronouns even as many of us have said after multiple corrections that no we we actually identify as women believe it or not we use she her pronouns i mean yesterday i was called this person in a situation where others were referred to with their pronouns without anybody feeling the need to to correct or ask or anything and so um 
society's general belief that it's impossible for fe the word female to contain diversity, like, you know, the patriarchy doesn't think that word contains that much diversity, that's being imposed loudly, constantly, by people across the queer and straight communities these days against anyone who's masculine who actually does want to be female um, to kind of corral us into a sense that, and what it gave me was the sense that there's like something wrong with me because I, I, it's clearly incorrect for me to even be upset about this. On the Instagram, we were trying to talk about how frustrating this is and several people kind of parachuted in to say, how dare you? They, them is a neutral pronoun. Like you're not allowed to be upset that you get called that. And our response was first, we've already written this, but secondly, what we're saying is that that pronoun is not neutrally applied. We are the only people in the room who are assumed to have a non-binary identity based on what we look like. So there ain't going to be no neutral pronoun until they start getting applied neutrally. That's all we're trying to say. I mean, and, and as far as we can tell, butch lesbians who identify similarly to me, what we're seeing is that system of pronouns is, is essentially operating to shut down diversity within the category of female. That's what it feels like. And I think that makes sense because that totally aligns with the patriarchy. Now, folks who are not in this community, I, I imagine that you have seen things, conversations within the queer community that don't really make sense to you. Silencings. Um, I'm sure that you're wondering whether it matters that certain bodies are targeted for rape, for abuse, for corrective rape, right? Corrective. For marital kidnapping. That certain bodies have been in marriages for years and years and years where if they get raped, they're not allowed to say it because there is no such thing as marital rape, right? I'm sure you're wondering where all that has gone. Um, you know, us liberals have seen Planned Parenthood and other advocacy organizations respond to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And in all those communication materials, there's an effort, like, it's it's like those groups are bending over backwards to avoid saying that this is something that impacts female-bodied people. It's, it's like there's a fear of offending someone by saying that they share a class condition um, based on their body, based on being impregnable. Um, and I... I and many others are concerned, I think rightly, about the disappearance of female as a class condition and the, tr the treatment of it as though it's, it's equivalent in some way to gender identification. Like, you know, Feminism 101 was sex and gender are two separate planes of existence. We can acknowledge the ways that our bodies position us similarly to a patriarchy that wishes to ignore us and diminish us and control our bodies. Um, and then we can also have whatever gender we want and um, change our bodies in fundamental ways that make us feel more like who we are. But to acknowledge that there's kind of a material starting point that puts us in a similar situation is not like a bad word. I think it's not fair to paint anything that has to do with female people as the special province of cis women to deal with, because it doesn't matter how you identify if you are the kind of person impacted by Roe v. Wade. And the reason that we hate the word female so much is, is I think, handed to us by patriarchy. We don't have to despise it. It hurts all of us because it positions all of us as lesser beings. But that's, I think, a reason, if anything, to reclaim it, or certainly not to just nix it out of the conversation, because then we're left with no word for what we are all experiencing as a group of people together. Simone de Beauvoir said that no person could claim to be situated beyond sex in good faith. And I, I think that's true. I think in order to have good faith with everyone, we need to address what's really going on here and which people are the ones society tends to care about the least. I don't understand how feminism, in response to things like Roe v. Wade being overturned, is going to 
strengthen its ability to theorize an end to that kind of treatment without something like the word female, which theoretically should be, or maybe I should say could be, although doing this would make me feel happy and healthy and safe in spaces where folks talk about gender instead of feeling like a pariah. An avowal of the body that we should, I think, be proud of, that we are the group of people who are impacted by this, and we will use those words to fight back. Um, I think younger you know, women who, like when I was in college and getting Planned Parenthood stuff for the first time, it's it feels like a profound pushing of feminism itself to the background of a fight like the Roe v. Wade fight. And that is, I think, a failure, a failure of any meaningful attempt to fight the patriarchy's historical othering of the female body from which feminism stems. It's why? Why do we need to avoid that word when that word provides us so much analytical heft in the fight? And when it comes to revaluing what female might be able to do for us, um, there are all kinds of strange things happening, I think, in how people talk about sex. In the last 10 years, it seems like it's become a conversation about parts, body parts, instead of like the full kind of inhabiting of a, a sexed experience. And when I'm saying all these words, it's not because I like think there's some very clear bright line of, you know, between two biological sexes. It's because when you have a body of a certain kind, you grow up in that body. That body is, is a complex machine and you grow up perceived as that body and your whole experience is shaped by the complex machine through which you move through the world. And I just feel like we're not treating bodies as complex machines anymore. People are talking about sexuality as though it's about whether or not someone has a penis. Um, to have sex with a female-bodied person is to love their whole person. Being female is not the presence or absence of an orifice. It is not the presence or absence of a penis. Being female is something magical and amazing. And lesbians know that. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode because Jen has so much wisdom on how to kind of manage emotionally a lot of this stuff, but also just how to like have fun being being a lesbian on the internet, um, whether you're a reader, a watcher, or a creator. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the good part. <laughs>